This is Urban Tiger Radio, a project supported by CybermouseMultimedia.com, sponsors of our free weekly podcasts. Search for Urban Tiger Radio in the iTunes Store or on Stitcher.com and hit the subscribe button to receive free automatic downloads. Please remember to share and rate our show before you leave. This week's episode is... Fearful Symmetry by Bill Allerton Beside a lake and beneath the trees Hosts of daffodils dance their golden trumpets As beyond the starliner window The pastoral scene slid gracefully by Sheep, continuous as the stars That shine and twinkle on the Milky Way Dotted the green as if they were daisies cast upon a distant lawn. Emily turned away from the lonely clouds that wandered high o'er vales and hills, and groaned. Another Wordsworth. Grandfather leaned over and patted her knee. It'll be all right, you'll see. Emily assumed the air of bored indifference that, at twelve years old, she felt befitted that of a seasoned space traveller. Grandfather returned to the scene outside the window, a smile settling reverently across the warmth of his face. Emily watched his reflection in the glass and wondered if he'd always been that old. There was something so solid about him, even the way he dressed so darkly sombre, that she guessed he always had. She picked up the vidisk he'd bought her at the spaceport, and began to read. The wug on the seat beside her clicked happily and rhythmically, its pleasure sensors weaving expertly amongst Emily's gently moving fingers. After a while, she put down the vidisk and began to fidget. I want to see the poet. Grandfather turned away from the window and refocused his eyes. He's busy right now. Emily tugged diffidently at the ribbon on her pigtail. I only want to look at him. The wug, sensing her displeasure, wound its sensors tighter around her fingers. The rhythm of its clicking increased to match that of her heartbeat, then slowed, bringing her pulse under control, easing away the frustration. Just to see, she said. Her attention returned to the screen of the vidisk. She turned it over in her hand, saw that it had been written for the discerning twelve-year-old, and pushed it disgustedly from her. The wug clicked rapidly for a few seconds, then slowed. Just to see, said Emily. Grandfather smiled and nodded, reminding himself once more that the Wug, a mood-modulating creature recently discovered on Graves 5, was the best investment he had ever made. Emily lifted her hand unsteadily from the seat. The Wug clung on tightly, pulsing its displeasure into her fingers, making her aware of the danger she was putting it in. Emily felt the thrill along her arm, felt it drill into the centre of her cortex. 
Suddenly the world was bright and fierce and fickle. Springing like a red, red rose, it blossomed with thorns and dangers unseen. She bounced the wug once for spite, then lowered it safely back to the seat. As the wug clicked back into its steady rhythm, her senses withdrew into a state of rest, and the world around her felt safe again. I want to see the poet, she said. Oh, look, said Grandfather, pointing to the window. There's another sheep. The poet lay still in his cot. Despite the wires, Emily thought there was a serenity about his face that made him seem younger than his years. The temperature inside his container was a hundred degrees lower than the rest of the ship, and she pressed her face against the glass canopy and drew faint wavy lines in the condensation. Grandfather took gently on the sleeve of the gingham dress she'd tried desperately to leave behind at the station. Come away now. Let him rest. Emily stared through the glass at the shock of frosted black hair that crowned the poet's head and curled against his ears where the red velvet wrapped him in its electric cocoon. The stiff white collar around his neck perfectly in keeping with the beautifully laid frock coat. Doesn't look like Wordsworth, she said. More like a poe. Grandfather frowned. We'll have none of that. This is a family cruise. I know, said Emily, the disappointment evident in her voice. After the first ten sheep and several hosts of golden daffodils, she found herself wishing that she'd been old enough to travel the pentameter line with their Hughes and Elliot ships, though she'd always thought cats too remote and fussy. Or maybe a Blake... Her brother had said that the tiger's eyes burned right through your soul. Emily didn't believe him. He was always making things up just to frighten her. Although she'd learned about the iambic drive in school and understood the way that the deliberate constraint of rhyme folded the fabric of space like one of those stationed concertina postcards, Emily still found it hard to look out of the window and accept that the sheep were not sheep, but stars drifting by at super-light speed, and that the green was not grass, but the poet's interpretation of the folded darkness between. Grandfather looked out of the single window in the poet's cabin and tugged her sleeve once more. Come on, he said, let's take our seats. I think the sun is about to come out from behind that great thunderhead over there. The daffodils should look particularly fine today. Emily shrugged his hand away. The wug attached to her fingers began to click rapidly, sending calming pulses through her nervous system. I want to stay. She looked down into the poet's casket, a wistful smile floating lonely as a cloud across her face. I think he's handsome. Grandfather looked around the cabin. It was empty apart from the sealed casket containing the suspended body of the poet. 
All right, he said, leaving. Five minutes, no more. Emily ignored him, her fingers already spreading searchingly around the glass. Five minutes later, Emily returned to her seat. She looked out of the window and smiled briefly before picking up the vidisk. Grandfather was fascinated. The sun was now low and red and the daffodils blared with a sullen yellow fire like a brass band at the gates of hell. Their pollen streaked the window, etching its way into the glass. Inside the poet's container, the wug was dying from the cold. It had sleeked its fur along its length until it seemed no larger than a wee, timorous beastie. Finding no comfort in itself, it attached to the poet's fingers, twining its sensor array around and in between, striving for the warmth it knew was within. Steadily, it began to pulse its distress. In the far distance beyond the window, a sheep disappeared. Something orange took its place. It moved to the next sheep, and that too disappeared. As it moved from sheep to sheep, the orange thing grew larger and more graceful. Grandfather stared. Horrified now, as locusts swarmed the green, devouring it and leaving behind only the blackness upon which this orange thing walked, aglow from within by the fires of many suns. All sheep consumed. It stood for a moment, its fearful symmetry framed by the window. Emily looked up into its tiger eyes and felt their hunger burn right through her soul. It watched her for a moment in silent reproach, then stepped through the glass. Well, that's all for this week's show, folks. I hope you enjoyed your free podcast from Urban Tiger Radio. And if you've hit that subscribe button, You'll be hearing from us again in a week's time. So it's a goodbye from me and a... From Nelly. Goodbye.